Whoopsie. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Schmidt and Lavelle, your favorite show to listen to each and every week. My name is Tom Lavelle, and as always, I'm accompanied by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. We appreciate you listening, and we appreciate you interacting with us. All the people out there that follow us and comment and like and share everything we're doing, we really appreciate it. And if you don't already follow us, give us a little, give us a little follow. Give us a little follow on whatever social media platform you prefer. We're on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, wherever America. you're listening. Amer- America Online, Prodigy. <laughs> Instant a- a- AIM. <laughs> Instant Messenger. <laughs> um, big episode this week. A fun episode we have planned for you. A lot to get to. But before we get to all of that, we got to bring up, and I'm I'm talking about, I'm talking about perseverance. I'm talking about pushing through. I'm talking about when you're down. And you don't feel like you can do it. You might not want to do it, but you know it's something that you got to take care of. You got to get done. And that is, I'm describing my co-host, my friend, Mr. Timothy Schmidt. Tim, you had everything up against you today. You, You could have easily said, you know what? Not tonight. But you've decided to push through and be here with us to 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 give the people what they what they're searching for, what they're thirsty for, which is more Schmidt and Lavelle content. You had a rough you had a rough night, Timmy. Tom, we're not talking MJ flu game. Okay, we're not talking Kirk Gibson in the '88 World Series coming off the bench with a broken leg, hitting a home run to win the game. We're not talking the Walt Frazier. You know, coming out of that locker room for the Knicks in the in the finals, we're talking Tim Schmidt. Yeah, coming out of the dentist chair, mm. right on to the Schmidt and Lavelle show to deliver yet another absolute phenomenal show. Tim, I don't know how you how you're doing it. You 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 seem to be getting your your P's and your S's and and your B's all to seem to be coming out okay. I know you're fighting through that. the The pronunciation is what I feel like will be the big problem tonight. Well, I, Tom, what I, I went in for a 4.30 appointment, and we, we had a plans on recording here around 8 o'clock, and uh, it is now 9.30-ish, 9-ish. <laughs> the Novocaine is yet to wear off. In the chair uh, for a little longer than anticipated. That's correct. Yeah, a lot of work done, but, hey, you got to you gotta keep a beautiful smile right, and uh, you have to – Visit your dentist every six months. You got to brush. You got to floss. You got to use a water pack, Tom. Those are the lessons I've learned today. They've been pushing the water pick. I was getting the water pick pushed to me at the dentist the last time I was there. Not like I'd ever been water put water pick pushed before. They, they, you know, they usually just said floss, but I always floss. I'm a big flosser, but they were they were pushing the water pick this time. It's it's interesting that the the new technology they have in dentistry now like they're doing like 3d like pictures of my mouth and they're showing me like like sides of my teeth that i could never see before i'm like dude are are they my teeth like this is this is pretty special stuff you got going on right now um 
It's a whole different thing at the dentist now. I like it. It's not a bad thing. I, I was saying to you pre-show, like I feel bad for these people because sorry again for our listeners, because I'm talking out the side of my mouth. And if I'm, if I sound a little sloppy, it's because of the Novocaine, but um, hopefully by the end of the show, it wears off. But like these people are doing a service. It's yeoman's work. Yeoman's yeah, work. Wanna, yeah. They want to, they want to make people look good and their smiles look good. And yeah, obviously it takes, takes two to tango because people have to take care of their teeth too but tom you better go every six months tom or else you're going to be in a chair for three and a half hours and doing a podcast with barely can talk (laughs) (laughs) i uh i'm in every the six every six month or now i i did have my time where i wasn't going as often i couldn't afford dental insurance for the longest time that was a that was a tricky situation for me so now i'm at every six month or um as I say, they they are pushing the water pick, which is something I'm finding interesting now. And Tim, everyone can relate to that. I don't think anyone really loves going to the dentist. You know, it's not like a great thing. Of, oh, nice. I have a dentist appointment today, but it's one of the necessary evils. And, you know, God bless them for, for taking care of us. And so that, you know, the little pain now saves big pains later. Right. Is that what we're saying? That's correct. That's correct. All right. So as we were saying right before we got to, to Timmy and um, him him dealing, pushing through, we, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you following. If uh, you don't follow, please give us a follow on whatever social media platform you feel like or all the social media platforms. Whichever you can, tell your friends, tell your family about Schmidt and Lavelle, the best new podcast in all of North eastern america and thailand and thailand big in thailand especially back one list we got one listener from thailand <laughs> i used to think thailand was an amusement park back in the day my uh, parents said it's that good. someone i knew was going to thailand and i said is that i want to go to thailand i thought it was like disneyland but it's not it's a, yeah it's different different type of country I guess different rides. So, <laughs> Tim, a lot of interaction with the people that are, are listening to Schmidt and Lavelle this week. Tons of comments rolling in. Let's let's start first with our comments from the Blockbuster Movies 4th of July special, the summer Blockbuster Movie special. Tim, Mr. Heastiff replied, great show and amazing movies. I knew Timmy's number one was Jaws, somehow. And then he had Armageddon with a sad emoji next to that. Uh, we all know the gut-wrenching story of Armageddon. Harry, you're a hero. We love you. Thanks for saving our planet. Another comment from Mike MD, Mike McD53. Comment, ah, you need better movies out there. And I wrote back, well, what movies are we missing? He commented, Mission Impossible 1. Tim, is it's that a so- top five? It's a solid flick. It's not better than any of the the movies that we have on our top fives. Um, look, if you want to do an honorable mention list, yeah, and we talked about a couple of these honorable mentions like Ghostbusters and a couple other movies that yeah, you know, that just didn't crack the top five. I'm sorry, Mission Impossible One does not crack the top five. Um, it's a solid flick, a solid franchise. There's a new one coming up pretty soon. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that's another <laughs> oh boy 
That's oh, cement. Man. Oh, cement's <laughs> coming out of his mouth now. Here we go. Tim is pushing through. So it, it it's just this, not up this there. show um, is mission impossible for you, Timmy. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but anyway, yeah, but that's even um, on the lower end of of honorable mention, I would say. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um it, it definitely set up that franchise. It's one of the better ones, but as they've gotten bigger and and yeah, the budget for those films have has gone through the roof. I mean, they've gotten better and better, and there's been you know talented actors. Dude, that first one had John Voight, Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Who else was? One. Who else was in that movie? There's a couple other people in that movie, but um, overall, it was a solid movie. Uh, I just wouldn't. Ben Rames. Ben Rames. Uh, he's yeah. He's been in all of them. Yeah. Is he in all of them? So, yeah, Mission Impossible is a solid movie. He also suggested right after that, and I think this was a little bit of a joke, The Other Side of Darkness. Now, Tim, I'm wondering, do you understand that reference, The Other Side of Darkness? Uh, Isn't that um, Transformers? No, The Other Side of Darkness is one of the many, like, and I'm just finding out about this, but from Seinfeld. They had all these different movies that they would oh, go yeah, see yeah. and all these crazy names for these movies. One Tunnel. of the movies, yeah. The Other Side of Darkness. Maybe one one episode we'll get into all those movie names from the Seinfeld shows. I know you're a huge Seinfeld guy, and I'm a, I'm a fan myself. I don't know as much about it as you. I've, I've seen all the episodes, but I don't think I can rattle them off like you do. You You refer to them. It seems like every episode we're talking about Seinfeld a little bit. I I make a reference here and there. I try not to stick on it because I know there's other podcasts that are directly like <laughs> their entire material is about Seinfeld. And we don't want to make that this show, Tom, because we're we're more than that, Tom. Yeah, but it is originals. nice to. Well, yeah, it's nice to reference a buddy of mine, uh, Stevie McCauley, uh, Gut, as we call him. Uh, he sends me like a text about a, a Seinfeld show that he's watching every almost on a daily basis. So <laughs> it's uh. It's a it's a good it's a good reference point, but let's keep it at that. Yeah. All right. So then we got a list from CMAC ten ten. List A in a landslide. Yeah. I look, I think we're looking at the younger generation here that's really kind of swaying the poll. I know you put out the poll. Um a lot of those movies that I had on my top five are just are stalwarts for me, right? Like Jaws is like the number one blockbuster of all time, summer blockbuster of all time. And I there pay homage to that movie. And honestly, I watched it the other day. I know you did too. I and did. It holds up. Incredible. It holds up. Incredible. It's, it's a solid movie. What they did again, I talked about this last episode, what they did with that shark and the way they filmed that movie in 1975 is just, it's uncanny. And, uh, yeah, Steven Spielberg. Spiel, blah, blah, blah. Say Steven, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, uh, Stevens are my. This is going to be a fun uh, episode. If if you're if you're listening to the whole thing and you get as the episode goes on, I think we're going to be running into phrases and words that Timmy's just going to try to spit out. <laughs> um. Anyway. He makes several appearances on my list. Uh, so whatever. Uh, 
I think the young, younger generation though appreciates the movies that you've put on your your list. I mean, look, I would Forrest say Gump from is... eighty five. Like, if you were born probably maybe even eighty four and below, you're leaning more towards that Jaws list. Eighty four and up, maybe even eighty three. Because the older, like you know, I'm forty. If I talk to someone forty five, Jaws is one hundred percent on their list. You know what I mean? But if I talk to someone who's thirty five. They're not talking about Jaws, which is weird. I mean, there's other people that haven't even seen Beverly Hills Cop either. Right. Like, Beverly Hills Beverly Hills Cop is one of my favorite like comedy crime movies. Like it's just it's Classic. just a funny movie. Eddie Eddie Murphy's fan like he's just so funny in it. Um and then honestly, him and Judge Reinhold and Taggart, whoever plays Taggart, yeah. they have a great dynamic between each other. It's it's just a good movie. And Another comment, our last comment from the Blockbuster Movies 4th of July special was from our boy, Dad.Rad. Again, he commented, and this is something I would also say when we're talking about our lists. He said, without a doubt, B, Top Gun is a chick movie. I would dare to say that your movies are more manly movies. Does that make sense, Tim? More of a men's list. I feel like the more the, the men are usually choosing your list over mine. Mine's, you know, I guess you, you fall into that more chicky category with the Armageddon, oh, the Top Guns, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. 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 There's scenes in those movies that you have like the, uh, yeah, take my breath away scene from right. Top Gun where, where Maverick and Kelly McGillis are, are, you know, have their little between the sheets. Course. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got and Ben the Affleck with, and Liv, Liv, uh, yeah. Liv uh, Tyler up on the mountain, you know. Do you, do you think anyone else in the world is doing what we're doing right now? Well, God, I hope so. <laughs> or else why are we even yeah. fighting for this? <laughs> uh, talk about all-time cheese line. Yeah, he's got the little, like, animal, animal crackers. Like, around Here's the gazelle <laughs> running through. <laughs> Classic part. I mean, I know that's what I'd be doing about twenty minutes before I got on a on a spaceship to go to <laughs> yeah. save the planet. <laughs> no, I'd be Steve Buscemi. I'd be, Buscemi. Steve, I'd be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, dude, get uh, out of here. <laughs> well, we we appreciate you all listening and enjoying that episode. I think we're going to be doing some more lists in the future. You know, and they're organically going to pop up. It's not like we're going to force these down your throats. We got stuff to talk about every week. And, you know, when we when we throw something out, it's usually going to tie into maybe the time of year or something that we've we've brought up on this show before or we get a ton of requests. So if you have something that we want to talk about, please leave us a comment if you're listening to this. All right. Another clip from this week that we were getting a lot of uh, a lot of talk on our uh, hot dog eating contest clip where i said 76 hot dogs i don't think i've eaten 76 hot dogs in my life frano 2742 underscore mlo says three dogs at dollar dog night my kids eat more dogs than lavelle <laughs> he's he's right i mean dude, that's I, I think you get served hot dogs in kindergarten sometimes like like what what you stated in that in that little segment that you didn't eat more than three hot dogs in a year. Like you, 
you said that, I believe. I did. Like, I would say in my life, I've had like 40 years. If you divide it up, I would say I've eaten, I would average it out to three a year in my life. So that would be 120 hot dogs, which is more than 76, but still not like, you know, you think you're getting at least a dozen hot Dude, dogs one of a the, year? One of the quickest meals in my in my household growing up was hot dogs and baked beans. Like my dad I was going to say, my mom and dad. We did have that a significant amount of time. So, I mean, I guess the hot yeah. dogs chopped up in the baked beans is, is you know, I might be off on my numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the first foods that you force your kids to eat. It's right. like, all right, let's cut up the hot dog. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You dump yeah. a half a bottle of ketchup on there. And you're like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. You know, it's... <laughs> My brother, to be honest, I didn't love Franks and beans when I was a kid. I wouldn't eat it. We would get it with uh, cornbread. I loved cornbread, though. I love cornbread. Cornbread south. It depends on how it's cooked, too. Like, some people have better cornbread than others. but You don't want to dry cornbread. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So, we got that from, from Stolzer J. Says, I know girls from the bar that have had more than 76 hot dogs this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, we appreciate that comment. And then on some side text, side threads, I was getting ripped by people calling me basically oh. American, a piece of shit because I wasn't eating hot dogs and how how great hot dogs were and this and that. And I had to defend myself. So I feel like I'm going to have to start eating more hot dogs, Tim. Yeah. But just to go back, I don't I don't think Stolzer's uh, comment was referring to the hot dogs that we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Did you pick that up? I, th- I think you're right, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Funny comment, nonetheless. All right. So, the cookie. We I put out a, 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 a short little vid about stealing cookies from a first-year-old, from a one-year-old birthday party. Got some comments from Stu Bins, S-T-U-B-B-I-N-Z. Stu Bins says, just bully, calling me a bully for stealing those cookies that were meant for the kids. You know what I said? Those kids can kick rocks. They don't appreciate them like I appreciate them. From my wife, Nikki Lavelle. Forget, forgot the part where you withheld the cookie from your child who it was originally intended for. <laughs> I didn't forget that part. My kid loves chocolate. All right. These were vanilla cookies. I grabbed him a chocolate donut or a chocolate uh, cupcake that was there. That was his. I took his cookie. So when I said I stole six. I had two kids at that party. Technically, I feel like I only stole four because two of those cookies were allotted for my two children. Well, let me let me also ask you quick, Tom. Was this at the end of the party that you decided to swipe these four additional cookies that you probably no, shouldn't have taken? It right, was not. So. It was right away. I saw the cookies. I said, oh, there they are. And I've known about these cookies, Tim. I We had them at... Uh, Benny's first holy communion there's been a couple there's been a couple other parties where these cookies are coming and when I saw them bring that tray and I said where are those cookies from I was like are those Aunt Mary Ann's cookies and they said yes (laughs) I knew I was taking Tim I'm telling you those cookies with a, a cup of coffee in the morning oh my god it was so fucking good dude it was so good they just like they're like the perfect te- the perfect consistency, a great taste, like not too sweet. They got the like the homemade icing on top. 
She does a great job. I mean, they were little ones. Look, they're little footballs, you know, and I uh, Aunt Marianne, I don't know what she does. They're not too heavy. They're they're not too light. They're like just perfect. They're like perfectly done. And if you looked at the video on the undercarriage there, you see like a nice light brown toast. Like, oh, my God, dude, you can't get better than these cookies. They're so, so fucking good. So Aunt Marianne's cookies bring all the boys to the yard, I guess. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they definitely do. At least this boy. And so I I, I commented back that the, the cookie game is cutthroat. You know what I mean? When I'm in this to get some cookies, I'm taking no prisoners. I'm getting... These cookies are out there. I'm getting them. I, I appreciate a good cookie. I try to cook. I try to bake cookies for my daughters uh, for Christmas. And they turned out like fucking stones, dude. They were terrible. It was oh, awful. I, I put like so much time and effort into it. And they 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 turned oh, out no. like fucking hard as rocks. It's probably why I had to go to the dentist. Um, <laughs> Crack the tooth. Yeah. And like they, you know, as kids, they're at that time they were nine and eight, and yeah, you know, they're as honest as they can be, and they're like, "Dad, he sucked." <laughs> I was crushed. <laughs> and Ali's cookies are so much better. I'm like, shit, I know. <laughs> <laughs> she probably had some waiting in the wings. I am not the pastry prince, though, Tom. I will tell you that. I um I have made some decent cookies, you know. Whenever I make something, I just go online and I try to find the best recipe that I can with the with the most five star ratings, and that's what I go with. I made some sugar cookies last year. I guess this is a funny story. There's a guy that comes into our bar to Graham's pub that we know as Cousin Zanny. Cousin Zanny had, <laughs> believe it or not, a drug issue. And he uh, was in jail for quite some time. Nice guy. He was in a coma. Got arrested while he was in a coma. So he doesn't remember a lot of stuff. He comes in, and I always joke with him that he uh, broke the door because our door's always busted. And I said, you know, hey, you're going to have to pay for that door. And he goes, well, I I broke the door. If I broke the door, I'll pay. I I didn't know I broke the door, blah, blah, blah. And I do it every single time. And every single time he really thinks. That he broke the door. Yeah, and we joke about it because everyone knows that he didn't break the door. Either way, it was his birthday. Well, I baked him some cookies, and I put some nice blue icing on them, some number. I made him look like Xanax. (laughs) I made him some Xanax cookies. He loved them. You're crazy, man. I love you. You're crazy. So (laughs) they were delicious, too. There was no real Xanax in them. Tim, let me get to our final comment. A great comment. Love to hear the feedback. This is from one Mr. Maddie Diz. Keep cranking the content. Something is going to break. Referring Ooh. to our videos, he loves them. He thinks they're great. He enjoys them, particularly the wrestling. And he says, you guys got something going on here. Something's going to break. And it, it's not going to break without all our, our wonderful listeners out there. We appreciate you listening. And as we've been saying... Give us a follow, a like, a share, a comment. Anything you want us to talk about, please let us know. We love your feedback, positive, <laughs> negative, whatever. Thank you. Well, for- I will say, Tom, we that's the most traction that we've gotten over the course of the uh, first first few uh, months here with with the show. And yeah, that's a lot of comments for for over a weekend. You know, a, a week's worth of material we put out, and we're getting a lot of feedback, and we appreciate it. And uh, hey. 
let's let's keep it going, Tom. Let's keep the momentum going, baby. And Tim, I mean, there was a lot of comments I had to leave out. There was a ton of comments this week. So nice. To to your point, we it's been growing and growing, and we definitely appreciate it. So as I was talking about the first uh the one year old birthday party I was at, Tim, I, I brought it up to you this weekend. Oh, <laughs> oh dude. What are your birthday parties? What is so? This is what happens. My wife, she gets a, a an invitation for a one year old birthday party. She does the RSVP. She finds out what the kid wants. She buys the gift with my <laughs> like. You know, it, it's not like she pays for the gift. You know what I mean? Like we mutual, we both, we both pay for the gift. Mm, right? Nice, yeah. yeah. And then it's the day of the party. She's out, you know, I forget what she was doing. Galvanting. Whatever. You know, doing something. Having her coffee. By the way, um, I need you to put that gift together. So-and-so is going to be there to pick it up in about an hour. <laughs> Wait a second. And, and they're going to borrow our cooler. Can you get ice? She says. <laughs> One, two, three. And I got an hour. I've got two kids at home. In a in a in a toy that I need to put together that is not I need a wrench, a hammer, and a screwdriver to put this thing together. And While, about six six beers too. <laughs> dude, my question to you is at what point do you need to like where where does my responsibility of putting the gift no. together? No. Where is that? Where does that no. lie here? No. No. You know what? It's uh and you didn't fill me in. You, you did give me pre-warning on this and, and you told me about it. And, you know, you sent me a video of yourself putting this thing together and I felt off for you. Um, Look, a toy is a gift you give to somebody. It comes in a box. You wrap the box. You give it to the person. It's that then that person's responsibility to either put the toy together or shove it in the closet. OK, Um <laughs> And by and, toy, I should say this was a car that you push. You push okay. it to one-year-old. So you put the one-year-old in. There's seat buckles that go with it. There's a horn, whatever, and you push it for them to ride. Sure. Yeah. Well, this this person who has a new one-year-old, guess what? He gets the pleasure of <laughs> being a dad, and that is part of being a dad, is putting together the toys at the first birthday party. That falls squarely on his shoulders. And you know what? Your wife, I'm going to have a word with her for giving you an hour, an hour window to put it together. Yeah, like, maybe, maybe in an hour and a half, maybe an hour either, and a half. Either way, you can't yeah. put the same day of the party. You can't put a time constraint on that. Like you can't just say, hey, by the way, uh, you got to get that gift together. So-and-so is coming to buy to pick it up and he needs a cooler. Like that's, that's a little ridiculous, dude. Like, and then to ask for ice. Yeah, Can you get I, ice? I was like, I would, yeah. no, I can't get ice. There's no ice going. I got to go into the shed, get the big cooler so they could use it. I got to bring this thing out. I open it up. Tim, it was missing two screws. There were supposed to be two screws that, that put a thing. I had to go into the shed, go into my little jar of screws, find some that like matched and was like, all right, this will work. Now, you, I would, you know what I would have done? I would have wrapped it in the box. And she would have came home and said, "Did you? How, how was putting that thing together?" It's like, look, it's it fit right back in the box perfectly. 
it's great. It was really easy. It was simple. All you have to do is open it up, and boom, it's 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 good. <laughs> I will say this: the the mom sent us a text the next day with the baby in the car, pushing him on the sidewalk. Don't even don't even tell me you th- you felt great about it. No. But she was appreciative that it was put together. Thank you for putting it together, she said. I was like, huh. And I said to my wife, did you tell her that I was bitching about putting this thing together? You know, (laughs) she's like, no, I didn't say anything about it. So kudos to her for recognizing, hey, they took the time to actually even put this thing together. You know what I mean? So and they oh, by the way, Tim, let me tell you the line that was used to, to put this thing together. Hey, we've got to put this together before they come there. As a we, we've got to put uh-uh. this thing together. Uh-uh. There ain't no way. I'll tell you, Tom. I had one of the um, most epic. It wasn't even epic, but um, obviously, I have two children. They both turned one at at some point in their lives, right? Um, right. Yes. And my oldest daughter's first birthday, we had it at a house that we were renting at the time, me and my ex-wife. And it was just a tiny house, Tom. And on the invitation we sent out, we're like, listen, we're going to have my ex-wife's family over first in the morning from like 11 to two. And then, cause the, the party was in the Roxborough area, right? Her family was from Reading and my family was from the local area. So like, it just made sense. Right. Like, so on the invitation, Hey, you know, ex-wife's family show up from 11 to 2, and then, you know, my family would show up afterwards. So, you know, 11 rolls around, and, and you know, my ex-wife's family starts piling into the house, and it's tight already. And lo and behold, my, my dad's brother starts walking up the stairs, him and his wife, and they're like 75 years old. <laughs> And it's like eleven fifteen, and oh, they no. walk up, and I'm like, Uncle Fred, what are you, what are you, what are you doing here? It says on the invitation, you know that like the Schmetz are coming at you know two thirty three o'clock, yeah. and he's like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like if you know my uncle, he just looks exactly <laughs> like my dad, and he's just he don't care. Like he just wants to go in and have a beer. So I'm like, look. You're not gonna know anybody. So I pull him aside. I'm like, you're not really gonna know anybody. Like it's all my my, my wife's side of the of the family. So he's like, shut up. I'll I'll just go in the basement. So he goes in the basement and he's like, get me a beer. So I get him a Yingling and he's sitting down in the basement with his wife, my Aunt Anita, and they're sitting there for like 15 minutes. And he walks up the stairs and he's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. he's like i don't know anybody he's like why the hell would you invite me over at 11 o'clock when no one's showing up at two i said i it's on the invitation dude like (laughs) and like you know is this in front of everybody he's putting you out no we're like we're kind of having a sidebar but like it's at the party and he's like well what the hell do you want me to do i said my you know where my dad lives. He lives three blocks from here. Just go over and hang out with my dad for a little bit and then come back over at two o'clock. Well, guess what? My cousins, so I have their sons, my Uncle Fran and Anita's sons, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. They're all older than me, right? Brendan. Fucking uh, apostle. What are, what are these guys? Uh, uh, it's, <laughs> it's the, the Matthew, whole... Mark, Luke, and John. What are they yeah. writing the Bible? <laughs> yeah. 
So that whole story has now turned into I threw out my Uncle Fran and, and Aunt Anita out of my kid's first birthday party because they showed up early. What? And every family party we go to, they all tell the same story about how you threw out Uncle Fran out of your birth out of your kid's birthday party. I'm like, that's, that's not how it, dude. I've been dealing with this for nine years at every family party. It just doesn't stop, and it's relentless. And you know, all the brothers are just they hammer me all the time about doing it. It's like, it's I, I just look forward to that moment in in a at a family party where they bring up. You remember when you threw Uncle Fran out of the party? I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, this is, is this not how it went end? down. Yeah. You threw him out. You grabbed him. You pushed him. You shoved him out. Like, it's probably just getting worse and yeah. worse as the years Get go the hell by. Out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How dare you? <laughs> of course, they like, they totally embellish it. Like, right. yeah, you kicked him right out of the front door. He fell down the steps. <laughs> So anyway, oh, that's my first birthday party. Well, if I could talk about one more, I was at my uh, a birthday party, a one year old birthday party. It was a coworkers party. Um, you'll know them, Timmy. Uh, we were discussing um a topic that we'll be getting into later: travel sports. With one of them last night, their daughter had just turned one, and they mm. were having a party, and I was over there, and we're hanging out. And at this time in my life, I was big into um chugging twisted teas so we'd be out at the bar and someone would say oh let's do a shot i'd say yeah screw that let's just let's just chug a twisted tea and tim i'm pretty good i was pretty good at chugging twisted teas you know what i mean i'd put them down pretty pretty easily and so Mm -hmm. we're there and they're talking shit about this and that and they coax me into having a chug off with one of the guys there and he you know unbeknownst to me is apparently like one of the neighborhood's best chuggers. You know what I mean? So it's basically as fast as it'll pour out of a bottle. That's how quick he's going to chug this thing. So sure. I'm like, I can take him up. You know, I'm pretty, I, I'd beaten everyone that I, that I knew up until that point, just, you know, by chugging, which was a handful of my buddies at the bar. And so we get there and now we're, now we're going to chug off. And I like to kind of warm up the twisted tea a little bit. Sometimes they're ice cold and they're hard to get down. So then I said, hey, let me give me a minute. Let me warm. So then we go boom and he fucking kicks my ass. He destroys me. Right. And so I'm like, oh man, I just got embarrassed in front of all these people at this one year old's birthday party and a twisted tea chug <laughs> off. Right. So I said, hey, 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 we're going again, dude. I think I can take you. I wasn't that far off and let's, let's go again. So this time I said, I'm just going for it. I'm just going to go for it and I'm going to I'm going to get him. And I'm wearing a white shirt. Okay? So one, two, da- tap down, go, right? Tap down, tap go, whatever we did. So we go tap down, tap, boom, and I'm going, I'm going, and I'm like I'm kipping right with him and I'm going, boom, next thing you know, gag reflex. Oh. Out the nose, <laughs> out the mouth, all over my shirt. Everyone's like losing it because I just fucking boom. I just look at you know all over. And so became really good friends with that guy. And uh shout out to Mr. Rob Mace, who likes to listen to our show. But uh we, uh, we, we never forget about that one year old birthday party where we had the twisted tea chug off that will never be forgotten. All right, Tim. So this week. One of the slowest weeks in sports every year. Very slow week, right? But I guess one of the highlights, some might say, 
is the MLB All-Star break with the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. Tim, All-Star Games as a whole, what are your thoughts on them? You got the uh, the NBA All-Star Game. You've got the NFL um, Pro Bowl. You've got the NHL All-Star Game. And you have the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Thoughts on All-Star Games and maybe in particular the MLB All-Star Game? Well, I mean, the so the MLB – Baseball and basketball are very comparable because they have like the whole weekend, right? Um, obviously, you know, the NBA has the the All Star weekend. The MLB stuff is like during the during the middle of the week, but like the the slam dunk contest is very similar to yeah, and three point contest is very similar to the to the home run contest. Um, but like it just it at this point, it's just such a waste anymore um i think the baseball one is probably the best uh, i was actually a good game the other night i didn't watch it because i just don't really have much interest in it um <clears throat> the nba game used to be so good the all-star game used to be so great um and people would play defense and i sound like an old man i know but it just it was another game and the players really cared about it and they competed hard for it <clears throat> um and they really wanted to win and it just it just lost its luster over the years because yeah you know, the players really don't give a shit about it anymore. It's more of a social gathering than anything, um, which is fine. But I mean, why why play the game anymore? If people are worried about getting hurt and all this other shit, just name them to the All Star team, give them you know a X amount off. of days off, yeah. yeah, and and then get back at it. I, I just don't I don't get it. The home run derby. I said to my buddy the other day, I said, I'd probably, I'd rather watch Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, and Ken Griffey Jr. try to hit home runs right now at their age instead of watching these guys do it. 100%. I, mean, I would love to see that. I mean, the one dude hit 41 home runs, I think, in the one round. Like, it's just, it's, it's mind blowing. And then, like, when you have a player in it, you're like, dude, I really kind of don't want my guy to win it. I want him to bail out in, like, the first round because you don't want him to waste all those swings. Like, I remember years ago, Bobby Abreu was in the home run derby contest, and he ended up winning it. But, like, I think he he took over, like, 200 swings. He hit a total of, like, 100 and some home runs in, like, <laughs> the second half of the season. He sucked. It, was it seems like, to be the curse. When you win yeah. a home run derby, the rest of the season, it's like, your home runs aren't as you don't hit them, you know. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, in terms of the All Star games, it's just it's kind of watered down anymore. And yeah, when I I used to know every player in every league. I'm talking hockey, baseball, like on every other teams, and and that was probably because of my dedication to like yeah the newspaper and and video games. Like I would get the newspaper, I'd read all the box scores, and I'd see. You know, who hit home runs and stuff like that. And like, then I would go play video games. I'd be like, oh, dude, Cecil Field is really good. Like, let me be the Tigers. Right. And I would know all their, their lineup. Who's Kevin Moss? Like, you know, guys like that were just unheard of. Right. But they were on the roster. And it's just like, I think the All Star game really is where you start to get to see guys that you never played, that you never saw play before. Right. In the, in the AL, in the American League. Um, but now they do. Yeah, you know, they do interleague games now. So you get to see these players come. You get to see a Mike Trout and a Shohei Otani come to your stadium and, and play for three games. You know, you get to see some of the guys, the Astros and 
you know, some of these big time players that that you never used to be able to see because it was strictly national and strictly American. And then the only time they would cross over would be in the World Series. And, and you don't get that. You know, you don't get that anymore because they play each other all the time. So it's lost its luster. It's a shame because it used to be one of the highlights of the year for me when I was a kid growing up, watching that all-star game and seeing like Cal Ripken Jr. And, you know, guys that were just larger than life. And, you know, now it's kind of, it's just another game, you know? Yeah. And the one that kind of rings out for me <clears> and like always, I'm funny enough, I'm wearing the hat right now is Ken Griffey Jr. Seeing him in the, uh, all-star game the home run derby is something i'll never forget it was like what i really used to love yeah i it's just become it's something different than what it was and i understand why it is but at this point i would rather them just say hey it's the all-star break these are the all-stars for the first half we name them and i'd rather see some old timers out there playing a game of softball or something you know that that is competitive (laughs) and and, and fun you know that that i would like to see you know so i don't know maybe maybe they need to start rethinking these all-star games i would say though too in the uh, nba the highlight to me is the three-point contest there's no judging that it's just whoever wins wins i love the three-point contest i think it's great that's maybe my well, highlight of the nba one yeah well and that's that's held up over the test of time it's like hey who's the best shooter, right? Who can get the hottest? Um, yeah, some of these dunk contests and the rules that they've come up with, like, yeah, you got guys missing dunks for, like, a minute and 20 seconds, and then they go up and do a two-handed slam, and it's over. And it's like, I mean, back in the day, you missed the dunk, you're out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that right. was it. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, Jordan didn't jump from the foul line 13 times before he made that dunk. He did it once, <laughs> you know, like that iconic dunk from the foul line, you know, where yeah, basically his logo. Yeah. Um, I mean, but the, over the years we've gotten some really good dunk contests. Um, some, some of these guys can do crazy things. Um, yeah. They got it for the Sixers that won it this year. Like Mac McClung. I mean, that thing. Yeah. I mean, the dude just jumps out of the building. Um, I think that was probably the best one we've seen since Vince Carter, maybe. Um, but yeah, the All Star stuff is kind of over and played and done with, and you know, it's just it's it's great to see these guys um, make the All Star team. But like some of these guys, like there's guys like Bryce Harper. Last year, Bryce Harper didn't make the All Star team, and I think was a front runner for like the MVP. Or the year before that, I'm I'm sorry. The year before that, he won the MVP and didn't make the All Star team. Like, wow! It, how does how does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't. So, Timmy, these All Stars, and this this brings us to our next topic. Where, when when we were kids, and you'd be an All Star of a different sport, you you would have you'd have your season, and maybe the All Stars would then form a team and then you'd go play a couple travel games at least in my experience and that would be the end of your season you know for for specifically i'm thinking baseball for me when i was younger baseball was we would play our season in our league against the different teams and then we would come up with the best team that we could come up together with right of the couple teams that we had they would go to different tournaments roughly around the same area the winner of that would maybe go to another one and then so on and so forth but it wasn't every weekend you're not traveling all over the place 
the things that they got kids doing and parents paying for these days in youth sports is pretty out of control. And I'm on the outside looking in with a five-year-old and a, and a nine-month-old thinking like, what am I going to be getting myself into in a couple of years with this traveling? And am I going to have enough money to afford all this stuff? Is this is this stuff out of control? Can they change this? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm so annoyed with it, and I haven't even had to deal with it yet. Like my kids are up in Reading, and they play local sports up there. So I have to travel to Reading regardless because that's where they live with their mom, and um, it's an hour and twenty minutes up. And I watch a forty-five minute soccer game, and then I come home. Um, if I have my kids for the weekend, I drive them up to the game and then I drive them home. Like it's, that's the price that I have. Yeah. You know, that's the price that I have to pay because yeah, you know, I am a divorced father, but like, I want to make sure that my kids experience, you know, sports and, and they're able to play on a team and, and enjoy themselves. But like what I'm hearing from other dads is just absurd. Like how much time they're putting in and, how like how far they have to go and there's tournament teams and there's AAU teams and like you know the money that they're shelling out like I mean we had a conversation with um one of your coworkers who she has I believe two kids uh that play travel volleyball and she's spending thousands of dollars just in travel to go to hotels and to go to leagues and to go to like tournaments getting on planes and flying to Florida. And like, I mean, no disrespect. I don't know how good, you know, her they're very good sports or anything like that. But like, at what point do you say, all right, enough's enough. Like, like I know you want to provide for your children and you want to give them every opportunity, right. To, to be great at what they want to do and they want to enjoy themselves and stuff like that. But like at some point, like, when do you turn it off? Like, when do you say, I'm not shelling out $4,000 to go play in a tournament, you know, in whatever county it is for, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. And like, I guess if they don't do it, then they fall behind. And yeah. I, I just don't, I, I really don't know how, how, how it works like that, dude. It, it just, it frustrates me because like I said to you, dude, my parents would drive, Basically, to 21st Ward, which was the local baseball league in this area, they would drive 25 minutes, maybe 20 minutes up the road, drop me off, okay? We'd watch a game. We'd be up there for an hour and a half, two hours, get a slice of pizza at the end of the day, and go home, right? And we'd do that three or four times a week, okay? And then that would happen for two months, like during the entire summer. And you'd plan your vacation around it because you couldn't miss any games. But it just, and that was that though. Like in the afterwards, like you said, there was a tournament team or there was, you know, some sort of all-star team or like the Roxburgh Rebels, which is like the local, the local team that they would, they would enter into competition or whatever. Um, But like now it's just, it's become year round almost, right? Like the baseball season lasts four or five months now, the basketball season like you have to pick one sport or well that's what i was gonna say to you the the like almost the specialization it's like you're playing one sport you're not like like my buddy's a high school coach 
for basketball and he's excited because he's got kids coming up now that are one sport athletes and they play this one they play basketball year round and that's all they play he's not competing with football or baseball or whatever other sport that they could play and I love playing multiple sports I like the different seasons and oh man you know for me it was soccer soccer's coming up and then it was wrestling in the fall and then baseball in the spring and then summer we just played you know with our neighborhood friends after baseball was over yeah um and you get to yeah. meet more people you know what i mean you become friends like when you're on a sports team with someone and especially if you're successful you really get a bond with that person that lasts a lifetime i still see people where we were good and we won a championship here or we moved to you know we did this or that and it's like you see each other and you you know glory days you reminisce about oh man remember when we beat this team and that was like crazy atmosphere and whatever and you know what i mean it's and to not be able to have that kind of sucks some of the funniest shit i i hear and i see from coaches is like yeah like say take take example uh like a football coach and it's like oh no we encourage we encourage our players to play other sports and we want them to play other sports and try different things you know it helps them as athletes to be well-rounded in different sports and like you know, playing baseball will help football and, you know, being a basketball player can also help in different aspects. And then they turn around and they go, oh, yeah, but don't forget, we have spring practice, you know, in April and you have to, it's mandatory. And then like at the, at the end yeah. of the season, hey, oh, we got, we got, uh, we got speed camp that you have to be at and you better show up for that. And it's like, all right, so I thought you wanted me to play other sports right like, yeah right speed camp speed camp takes place during baseball season like what, what like and if i don't go to speed camp then i get what benched right yeah like, right. or or yeah because steve showed up to to speed camp and i didn't because i was playing baseball does he get my position like what, what's going on here like it's just it's so sad that youth sports has come to this to this point and I don't know what it is and, and why it's at this at this stage, but something's gotta give, dude, because like and I feel terrible for the parents too, because the parents are the ones that are getting drug all over the world for this fucking shit, dude. And and the money and this yeah, is big money, then, dude. Yeah. And and God knows league fees and all this other shit that that you know they're charging for, who knows where that money goes. Uh, Especially, what if you have that. to play a sport like I know my brother-in-law hockey? The amount of money you got to shell out for ice time and equipment and stuff like that when you're just trying to to play. I mean, dude, that's a that's a second mortgage, you know? Yeah, and we we should honestly have somebody on that has been through this because I haven't had to shell out like you know any money at all for for sports for youth sports. But I mean, someone that that has um, that has has had a bad experience or or what it is it, it just it needs to stop and there needs to be a voice for those fucking people that are that are going through it because it's taking up a lot of time and uh yeah there's got to be some some result that that ends better for for these people because well, i'm just wondering if they can set now. some boundaries you know like there's every there's leagues popping up there's tournaments popping up everywhere and people are trying to you know, I'm assuming they're just making a good amount of money and you see all these like different tournament areas that are being built up. And if they could just say, hey, like we're not, you know, we're not traveling. We're only traveling out of this region 
one time this year. We're not going down to Florida twice. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to go to Florida and te- like, especially for a grade school for an athlete. You know what I mean? Like in high school, we got one big tournament a year that we went to in um, wrestling, and that was in Delaware. We went to the Beast of the East. It was fortunate that it was in like the big tournament in the country was close by. Is either that or the Reno tournament, you know, that you could fly out to, but whatever. And I know soccer, when we had travel soccer, we would have one, like, you know, there was one big tournament a year that we would travel for that, but it was one time, usually over Memorial Day. But whatever. I don't, it, I don't know where, it, where this is going. If it comes down to it, right, and your kid is eventually going to go to college, right, and play sports and is going to get a scholarship for it, then, yeah, sure, it was all worth it, right? Right. Because your kid's going to get a free education or, you know, there's going to be a discounted you know, type of situation at college where, like, hey, they'll be able to play sports, but – yeah, they're going to be able to get an education for you know discounted rate, whatever. Like that's that's really the crux of it. But like, I mean, if you have a kid that is not very good and and loves to play sports, and you're shelling out four thousand dollars a year for him to just go to goddamn Florida, it makes no freaking sense. So as a parent, yeah, you have to make a decision. But like, do you really want to like take your kid off that team because he his buddies are playing and all this other shit? Like, right. so it's just what like a social club that I have to pay $4,000 for. Right. And then, like you said, if your kid's really not that great, next thing you know, you're shelling out all this money and you're, you know, because there's rumblings on every team, you know, like, oh, well, shoot, if they, if he wouldn't have made that error, you know, like it would have been, you know, we could have, you know, so it's like, man, oh, can't wait. Can't wait to get into that. Tim, this past weekend, you went and saw a movie that you are a huge fan of the the series the the yeah the, the overall series of it tim real quick i was hoping to get uh an honest a fair unbiased review on the new indiana jones movie tell us all about it no spoilers um so the movie in itself it ran a little long um the storyline was was really good i thought the storyline from start to finish was good um there are some cgi scenes in there where they have a young indiana jones in there so um you you get to see indiana jones at a younger age but obviously that's that is done through you know cgi which is computer graphic imaging um now is that Harrison Ford now that they've made look younger kind of like what was the De Niro movie a couple years ago the Irishman the Irishman like that yeah very similar to that um but it was it was really well done uh the only issue I have is like they're using Harrison Ford's voice like with this younger Indiana Jones so it kind of didn't really match up in terms of like the age right it's like he sounds older sounds a lot older than he looks yeah and hey it is what it is look you're beggars can't be choosers right so yeah if you want another indiana jones film this is what you're going to get this is how you got to piece it together um really enjoyed the storyline from start uh to the middle to the finish um unlike the kingdom of the crystal skull the ending was was a lot more believable 
um, if you will. But I mean, if you look at all these movies, right, there's five of them now that have been done. There's a lot, there's an element of believability and total fiction. Okay. Like if you look at Indiana Jones and the and Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first one that was made, at the end of that movie, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, they open up the Ark of the Covenant and lightning and fire and essentially ghosts come down from the heavens and kill all the Nazis, right? Yeah. I mean, it hasn't really happened in real life. Okay. Like, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. In the Temple of the Do- in Temple of the Doom, there's guy, there's a guy that's a, a sheik essentially, and he's pulling hearts out of guys' chests. Like, it doesn't happen. Okay. It's totally fiction. Um, but what made those storylines believable is just that it dances on um the side of reality, like with religion, like yeah, you, know, you believe that there's an Ark of a Covenant, or you believe that um yeah, there could be some sort of uh aliens out there or you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, there's there's things that kind of make you believe it because it teeters on the verge of fiction and reality, right? Like you wanna believe it, but it's probably not likely it's ever gonna happen. Right. Um so the movie in itself, I thought was was really good. I thought it was a good send off. There was a little, I think there was a couple cameos they probably could have done without callbacks from from past movies that didn't need to be in there. But all in all, I thought, dude, I thought Indiana Jones, I thought Harrison Ford really held his own, um, yeah, as the character for one last ride. I think it's definitely worth seeing. It's entertaining. It's nonstop action um from start to finish there's not really any you know bullshit that's in it It, it's it's pretty it's pretty good so i i would say it's not better than the three original but i say i would say it's better than the kingdom of the crystal skull that's my review i'd give it i'd give it a b minus c plus whoa I'm going to have to check that out. I love the first three. You know, obviously, Crystal Skull wasn't a big one for me. But uh, this one I'm excited to go see. So I'm going to have to find time to go see it. Or I guess I'll just have to wait. Tim, one last thing before we go. I, um, I'm i having trouble. I have sometimes I have trouble letting things go. Okay. And so me and my wife got into a bit of an argument maybe a couple weeks ago, a bickering, you know, about like the common bickering of who's doing what around the house, you know, different responsibilities, this and that. And she alluded to the fact that, you know, basically I do nothing, right? Which I took offense to because, <laughs> Tim, I do a lot. I feel like I do a lot as she feels like she do, does a lot. And we both do do a lot. And we get frustrated when the other person, and that's just normal everyday relationship stuff, right? And so last night, we're recording today because last night my wife went out to a uh, a concert. She went to go see Yellow Card with her and her girlfriends. I came home from work, both kids, you know, obviously had to get them bathed, fed, you know, put down some of them have to take some medicine before they go to bed yada 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 I take care of all of that the dog you know do some dishes go to bed watch my shows that we're, we're trying to follow and she comes home and uh, so today I get a text she has to wake up 
go to work. I get a text and she's thanking me for holding down the fort last night and taking care of the kids. Well, Tim, being that last week she said that I, you know, don't do much at all. I I responded and I and I I could have taken the high road, but I I've, I've got to work on this. I responded. She said, "Thank you so much for holding the fort down while I was out." My response: I'm just glad to finally be able to contribute to this family. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a dick. You are such a dick. I couldn't help myself, Tim. And you know, when oh, I said it's... it in a jestful manner, you know, but uh, you know, a little bit it's of a. Your... Hey, reminder, I do a lot here, toots. It's in your nature, Tom. You can't not say that. I can't not say it. Is that a problem? Is that an issue that I need to get fixed? Or I mean, she's aware of it. If anyone knows that I can't not say that, it's her. She's she's been with you for quite some time. She knows knows that side of you, Tom, and... (laughs) She knows that that's never going to go away. And that's why, she, and Tom, I'd say that's the reason why she loves you. <laughs> Love and marriage. Well, let me tell you something, Tim. I love everyone out there that's listening to Schmidt and Lavelle, the fastest growing podcast in the all of Northeast Pennsylvania. Philadelphia, Thailand. Thailand. Tim, how's that tooth feeling? I'm starting to feel, starting to feel this right now. This is nice. Ooh, look at that! Watch this, Steven Spielberg. Whoa, Spielberg. Ow now, brown cow. Ow now, brown cow. Is that what it is? Well, once again, thank you so much for listening to Schmidt Lavelle. If you like what we're doing, please give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, comment. Tell us what you'd like us to talk about. We'll definitely bring it up on the show. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy what we're doing. Timmy, anything you'd like to say to all the, the fans out there before we before we sign off tonight? Love you, Chad. Chad, we're back to Chad. Cheers to Chad and cheers to you for listening to Schmidt and Lavelle. New episodes every Thursday on all podcast platforms and YouTube. Have a great rest of your week. The Phillies will be back on Friday against San Diego Padres. I'll be down at the fireworks game. Hoping to see some fireworks myself. Enjoy a little family time. Timmy, have a great weekend. And everyone else, we love you.